Hi, I'm Carl Payton, pastor of Transformation Church RVA. I wanted to take a moment and thank you for checking out this sermon. I also wanted to bring to your attention something that is close to our hearts here. While our team has prayed that this message would stir within you a desire to know more about Jesus and be more like Him, our desire is that it would only be supplemental to your faith journey and not replace the church and faith community God has called you to be a part of locally. With that said, engage with us over the next 30 to 40 minutes as we dig into the Word of God proclaimed. You guys have stumbled upon online and in service our uh, Q&A service, question and answer. Um, this is a different type of service uh, than normal. Uh, so it's probably going to look like a lot of little sermons versus um, one targeted one. Now, if you've never been in a Q&A, this is what this will look like. My wife is working her way back. Currently, I want everybody to pull out your cell phone um, in church. Look at that. Yeah, don't get nervous. It's fine. Um, you can pull out your cell phone and uh, what they're going to put up on the screen, and they're actually going to show it online as well. So the questions can be asked not just from people in the service, but those online. So if you're watching online today, you can also participate. This is the number, um, and it's not my cell phone because, uh, uh, well, that didn't turn out well last time. I'm just kidding. Um, you can text your questions to this number. Now, if you don't know how to text, find a neighbor. Uh, tell them to text it for you. Uh, eventually, we'll have a live mic, but I don't trust you that much yet. And uh, so let me tell you what today is not, okay? Today is not Stump the Pastor Sunday, okay? Because you'll, you'll succeed. You'll succeed. I am not the uh, be-all, end-all of information on Scripture, um, but what I can tell you is every question will be answered. Now, even if it's not answered in service today, I will be spending uh, the rest of the afternoon responding to every question that is asked. So don't think just because your question isn't answered in service today that you won't get an answer because you will. Um, in fact, I'm going to start out as you begin texting your questions. You can go ahead and start texting them now. Um, this is specifically related to Revelation, but if you have questions outside of Revelation, you can ask those as well. Um, somebody say woohoo. All right. Everybody's awake. Um, so I'm going to start with one question that I was asked uh, a couple weeks ago. They were like, hey, can you do this? And I said, yeah, that's fine. Um, and it was a question around judgment. The very first question, um, and I, my wife's looking at me now because I, I, was, I should have given this to her prior. She is actually actively text, uh, typing these in as I say them. Um, will Christians be judged in the end times? Will Christians be judged in the end times um, in Revelation? And so... Uh, it is yes and no. It is yes and no, and I'll tell you why. Um, very first, I need to point you to 2 Corinthians uh, 5.10. Um, in 2 Corinthians, 
what we find is that, yes, indeed, Christians are going to be judged in some fashion. Look at this. Second uh, Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all, everybody say all, stand before Christ to be judged. That's everybody. All uh, isn't alluding to anybody else. It's literally alluding to everyone. All um, must stand before Christ to be judged. Watch this. We will each receive whatever we deserved for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Um, and then in Romans, I'll, I'll take you to Romans 14.10, it says this. Uh, so why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all, everybody say all, stand before the judgment seat of Christ, of God. So, yes, the, the, the very first answer is yes. Everyone gets judged. Um, everyone will face the judgment seat or, or what uh, judgment seat in the Bible is this Greek word. It's one Greek word turned into two Greek words. Uh, uh, bima means judgment seat, and it alludes to uh, kind of a higher place to seat uh, that would uh, sentences or uh, during the Olympic Games, they would give out rewards as well from this seat. Um, but let me be very clear. For the Christian, for those who have accepted Christ, judgment looks much different for you than it will for those who don't know him. Our judgment will be based on the good and the evil that we have done in our earthly bodies. Um, this does not mean that you will be judged for your sin, Christian. You know why? Yes, Christ was judged, took the judgment for you. Um, Hebrews 10.10 10, um, I'll take you here for just a second. Uh, Hebrews 10.10 10, uh, tells us that Christ um, took on the cross. He died once for all. Um, and I'll read it to you. It says this. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. I don't want you to miss this all time. Once for all time means that Christ died one time for all sin. So when you accept Christ and he forgives you of your sin, past, present, future, it is all forgiven. It is all taken on the cross. He didn't have to die multiple times. Um, Romans 8.1 even tells us... Um, and then, and then I'm going to move on to the next question because I know I want to get to a couple. Romans 8.1 says, so now there is no condemnation. You know what that means? There's, well, it means exactly what it just said. There's no condemning for those who belong to Jesus. That means the judgment we're going to face um, it's not one of, here, here is your sin, you need to pay for it, because Christ already paid for it. He paid for it already. But what Christians will uh, have to pay an account for is every idle word. Scripture tells us that. Did you know that? Oh, 
Every idle word is documented. Aren't you glad for the cross of Christ? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's going to ding my crown a couple times for some uh, aggressive drivers on Route 10. Uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't supposed to admit that, was I? No, it's, it's okay. Um, but the Bema seed is referenced in John 19. It's referenced in Acts 25. But in Revelation, which is really why they were asking, in Revelations 22 and verse 12, it says this. And then we're moving to the next question. Look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. For the Christian, after we're raptured, we're going to the, uh, stand before God and pay an account. And you will receive rewards based on where you have been storing up all your treasures. Um, and so for the Christian, judgment looks much different. Because judgment um, for the non-Christian, um, they will be eternally punished for their sin. That's it. That's it. So will Christians be judged? Yes. Um, but the cross of Christ took care of all the ugly, every single bit of it he took care of on the cross. The cross was not insufficient in any way to cover any sin in your life. Okay. Let me, uh, so, technology, are you ready? I'm about to open this app that's supposed to tell me all these questions that are coming in. Let me refresh. Um. Oh, 1,205 messages? Surely that's not right. I am, oh my Lord, I'm going to be doing messages for days. Um, I have to refresh the screen and I forgot how, so we'll see. Hold on, here it comes. And then we'll pick a question. Okay, good. All right. So usually I filter some of these, but I'm just going to go right out the gate. Um, <laughs> if a non-believer does and is judged and sent to hell, can they then realize, oh, no, it's real, and then repent and be saved in hell? Or is it too late and surpass the point of faith because they have seen that it is real? Also, I love the shirt. Thank you. I don't know. This is all anonymous, so I'm not sure. Um. Praise God. Um, so, a lot of folks have this question, and, and honestly, the answer is probably maybe um, not what many are looking for. Uh, there is a story in the Bible where um, there's almost like this window to heaven, okay, and uh, I believe it was Abraham Wanted to, there was someone from hell could see into heaven. Heaven could see into hell, okay? 
So we believe there's an actual window that people can see. It's, it's like an extra level of torment, I suppose. But there's a story in the New Testament where Abraham, or whoever the character was, I think I'm right here, but um, this person in hell wants a drink of water. Can't get one. Can't get one. For the person who dies and goes to hell, or, or dies, and they w- did not accept Jesus as their Savior, um, that, that hell is eternal. Everybody say eternal. Just like heaven is eternal, hell is just as eternal. And we learned in Revelations um, all throughout, especially right here at the end of Revelation where um, the final judgment comes and Satan is defeated, um, then the devil who had deceived them was thrown. This is Revelation 20, verse 10. The devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Those who go to hell... Um, one, deserve to be there. And look, this is a tough pill to swallow. Uh, There will be no one in hell who did not (laughs) deserve it for their sin. Um, So when we look at God and we say, oh, how would a loving God do this? Well, we talked about how if we're going to accept the love of God, we have to also accept the just side of God as well. Um, Sin will send you to hell. And we can't avoid that scripturally. And there's no second chances. Um, All, so once you die, I mean, that's it. That's it. Your decision's been made for you. Um, uh, Because it's whatever you chose beforehand, right? Um, but we also believe that um, no one is going to hell, that um, no, no one's going to miss heaven, that God um, saves, okay? Uh, but this story is a very vivid story um, in the New Testament where Abraham cannot give this guy a drink of water. Let me tell you something. Can I tell you what's scarier than hell? What are you talking about, Pastor? Um, well, I'll, I'll, let me just be frank. For me, what would be scarier than hell? Because hell looks like this. It's a bottomless pit. We found that out in Revelation. And so there's a constant descend, okay? But it's also a lake of fire. So there's, you're on fire. You're constantly in this motion um, Falling, there's weeping, there's gnashing of teeth. This is not a pretty scene. What's scarier than that for me would be for me to have gone to hell. Or let's let's flip it. I'm in heaven looking through this window. And here's Macy free falling. 
because I, I didn't point her towards Christ. Or friends who, who would say, you know, why didn't you say anything to me? Why didn't you make this a priority? And I, I, think, I think all Christians can be very guilty of not realizing and making important eternal things. And making frivolous, earth, earthly level things what's most important in conversation. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm excited about. I'm excited when I get to heaven and I can take my daughter by the hand and say, it was worth it. It was worth it. Well, they, they called us crazy. They said it didn't make any sense. But baby, look, look at the throne of God. It was worth it. And I think, that's, I think that's going to be the joy of believers in heaven. And it will be the torment of those who cannot turn. Um, caveat here. Parents, you're not responsible for your kid's salvation. Okay. That's not up to you. Um, and we could get into a whole conversation about age of accountability and all this, but... Um, you're responsible for your salvation and then living that out in front of people who are around you, okay? All right, let's see if we have any other questions. Y'all can continue to text questions in. Um, it's Oh, shoo, there's a lot that came in. Uh, all right, uh, let, me, let me do a stab at a couple uh, right off the bat. Do animals go to heaven? Yes and no. It's kind of both, okay? So um, the Bible tells us that the lion will lay with the lamb, okay? So one thing we know about heaven is that animals will be there. But will it be Petey the pit bull that you have at your house? I don't think so. Now... There's been several cartoon movies saying all dogs go to heaven, which I would probably agree with because cats are going straight to hell. Uh, that's biblical. Look, I'm just preaching the word. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a good question. Um, but animals, um, because they don't have souls, obviously, they... They can't accept Jesus. However, we will get to enjoy animals in heaven, all of God's creation, new heaven, new earth, which we talked about. Um, we're going to get to uh, enjoy all of God's creation um, in my prayers, hopefully minus cats. Um, I'm sorry. I have two, and they kept me up all night last night. I'm so sorry. Um, Ooh, that's a good question. Let me see. Let me look through these. Oh, somebody called me. Can you do that? Ah, oh, this is good. We kind of already clean uh, talked about this. Um, will I be held accountable for my sins before I knew Jesus? Um. We talked about this in Hebrews 10.10, 10, and I'm going to go back there and read this over and over and over, and again, I'll tell you why. I don't think it, 
it can be over-preached or overstated um, what Christ accomplished on the cross for you and I. Hebrews 10.10. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Christ once for all time. This is very important not to miss. Um, when Christ died on the cross, um, it took care of all of it. Um, from the beginning of time, it, he, uh, it was accomplished on the cross. So you don't... Now, I'll tell you where this question may have come from, and I'm, I'm inferring here, so this may not be true. What I see Christians wrestle with um, is they wrestle with God's ability to forgive certain sins. Um, and I don't know if there's people bad enough. I can tell you I sh- there, are, there are some things in my life uh, that God has forgiven me of and that I wrestled with and wrestled with and wrestled with. Um, But my wrestling wasn't because of his lack of forgiveness. It was my, um, uh, well, one of two things. One, my inability to understand that his grace is sufficient. Scripture tells us that. What does sufficient mean? It means I need nothing else in addition to his grace is sufficient. Now, let me tell you. Um, so before you knew Jesus, um, as long as you have made Christ the Savior of your life, no, you, you will not be held accountable for that because the cross covered it. The blood he shed paid the price for it. Um, all right, let me keep going. Uh, let's see. Oh, this looks interesting. Hold on. Okay, well, this is a good question. Do you think this cashless society that we seem uh, to be going into will be a precursor to the end times leading up to the mark of the beast? Man, that is such a good question. And I'll tell you kind of, initial scriptural responses, gut responses from scripture. Um, I don't know. The Bible doesn't give us specifics. Could it be? Yes. It could be. It could be. Um, Cashless society is frustrating on multiple fronts. Um, But will it be a precursor to the end times leading to the mark of the Here's what we know about the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast um, is kind of how people are uh, allowed to pay for things in the tribulation period. So let me, let me say this right out front. We believe that Christians aren't going to be here for that. Glory to God. Yeah. Um, I say that. Uh, there will be many Christians that come to know God. Uh, there will be people that come to know Christ during the tribulation. However, um, when this mark of the beast happens, we are already into the tribulation. Okay? Probably about three, three and a half years. 
So, um, I would, I would edge on maybe it's a precursor, but we don't know for sure. Um, and I will say, if you're here when they start saying you need to put the number on your forehead or uh, on your right hand or, or something like that, yeah, right arm. Um, yeah, you've pro- you're probably into the tribulation. You need to go ahead and uh, repent and turn quick. Um, because as we discussed earlier, once you're in hell, that's it. There's no oops. There's no oops moments when we're talking about the eternality of the soul. Uh, so, cashless society, um, could it be a precursor? Yes. Uh, do we know for sure? Not really. Um, leading up to the mark of the beast will be um, several different things that we talked about over the weeks. Uh, so go back and listen if you would like. Uh, look at the, uh, start looking at the seal judgments and things like that. And it will lead you through Revelation to the mark of the beast. And, um, but it is our belief that for those who have chosen Christ and made him Lord will be raptured away in the blink of an eye. Um, and I don't know why I feel like saying this. I, the New Testament tells us that Jesus said, in the last days, there will be many people that cry, Lord, Lord. Look at all that I have done in your name. And then I will in return say to them, go away from me. I never knew you. I just feel like lips, I need to tell someone either online or in here, look, lips, you're not going to, you're not going to Pull one over on the Lord of all creation with your lip service. Because look, it is so easy to come to church and you kind of, I saw this amazing video of uh, a guy who was kind of showing the different uh, worship positions. And so you can learn all the worship positions. Uh, He talked about uh, the very first worship position is you kind of just, you you just start feeling the beat, and so you start working back and forth, right? And then, and then, and then when you get, you, you feel it, you start carrying a little box. And then you start carrying the TV. <laughs> okay, maybe that wasn't as funny to you. <laughs> Me and my wife died laughing over it. Um, I tell you that because you can learn the right times of the song to raise your hand or to clap. You can learn the lingo if you attend church more than three or four weeks in a row. You can learn the lingo. And you can look from the outside like a Christian and your heart be far from him. You will not pull one over on the Lord of all creation. No, in fact, you remember when David was selected as king 
in, 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 in 1 Samuel. You remember this? Samuel came. He was going to, um, and, and Jesse brought all his sons out in front, and, and David wasn't even there. And um, David was the scrawniest, I guess. He, he didn't really look like a king. But anyway, he was anointed king, and this is what the scripture tells us. That Samuel said, um, men look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. He sees your heart. And so that is such a comfort to me. One, I don't have to pretend to be more than I really am. How freeing is that? I don't have to be, I don't have to pretend. He sees me to the core. And he loves me still. He loves you still. Okay, let me move on. I can probably get, I'm, I'm going to get maybe one more. Hold on. Let's see. Hey, baby, when, uh, I'm not techno, technological. I'm from New Kent County. Um, <laughs> if any of my New Kent friends are watching this on live stream, I'm not saying New Kent's bad. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying my brain works a little different than everybody else's. Okay. Um, what? This is a good one. Okay. Last one. You ready? You ready? How many of you are enjoying? You can still text in questions online, in the room. You don't have to stop texting in questions. Uh, keep on texting them in. We'll get back to them. Um, but this is this is a good one to close on. What happens if there is a sin we haven't repented for? Can we still be forgiven? Anybody? Anybody want to come answer that? Grant, put your hand down. So I, I, almost, I, I find it interesting I didn't turn away from Hebrews 10. Because that's where my mind goes back to, and I'll tell you this. And I'll give you a couple questions to think about, and you wrestle with it. One... I am not God. So where he sets markers for forgiveness, I can only tell from Scripture. But here's what I know. Let me ask you this. So the, the scenario always given is flying down the road, me and my wife getting a big old fight because I didn't take the trash out. Yeah, don't nudge anybody, so quit it. <laughs> this is a pretend fight. Um, so I get mad, and I get in my car, and I go down the road, and I just a cussing, and just maybe I'm drinking. I don't know. I'm just, I'm throwing all caution to the wind, and I'm just sinning like crazy. I've been serving the Lord for 20 years. Go flying down the road. And I'm angry. And 
I lose control of my car and I fly into a tree. I lose my life. We got in this, into this a little bit when we talked about suicide last year at a Q&A. Do I go to hell or do I go to heaven? Scripturally, well, one, I would, you know, we're fruit inspectors, okay? We're, Christians are fruit inspectors, so there should be fruit of the Spirit running out of my life, but it doesn't mean we're perfect, right? Have we accomplished, uh, uh, have we hit perfection? Anybody in here hit perfection yet? Uh -uh. Okay. Let me ask you this one question, and maybe this is how I've navigated this over the years. One, I sincerely believe that even if you have not repented for every sin, that you can still go to heaven. And this is why. Look, look, everybody's in here like, preacher, I'm not coming back here anymore, depending on how you answer this question. <laughs> Let me ask you, have you repented of every sin? What about the sins you didn't know about? Are you aware of every sin you've committed? Let me, well, let me ask over here. Do you remember every time that you've sinned? Did you stop right then and ask for repentance? You could go into a conversation about sins of um, omission, you know, sins that um, you're unaware of. Here's what we know. Christ died once for So, if I have sinned and I'm unaware of it, I think the Lord has maybe forgiven me of it. I would err there. But I would also be concerned if I've got a continuous sin issue in my life that hasn't gone away. Because sin is something we will wrestle with until Christ returns. You realize this. So can you serve the Lord for 60 years and then you die, you get sick, you pass away. And what about all the sins that, that you didn't even know you committed? That hateful thought you thought towards your cousin. That that bad word you said in your mind, but you didn't say it out loud. You know, those are counted for too. Can I just say the cross of Christ is powerful enough to cover it? Now, I'm going to back up to my first phrase. I am not God. What he forgives and doesn't forgive is not up to me. It's up to him. But as I have searched through the scriptures over the years, let me tell you something. Growing up in a charismatic church, I experienced God in ways that 
um, have changed me, okay? But also growing up in, in many of the charismatic circles I grew up in, I had a view that every time I sinned, I was going to hell. That's it, period. I'm gone. That's it. Brother, I've, I, I, I made Christ the Lord of my life, and then I walked out. I stubbed my toe. I said a cuss word. And now I've got to stop and repent quick before he comes. My, my salvation was so hinged and dependent on me that if I didn't get just everything just right, to hell I go. Let me, let me just be very clear. Sin will send you to hell. I am not saying sin will not. Here's what I will say. That I am saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. There is no caveat to that. There's no, oh, I'm saved if I do the right dance and I say the right things. No. You know what that's called? That's called being Catholic. Can I just be honest for you? I'm sorry. If you're Catholic, look, I'm sorry. You know what Catholicism is based out of? Works. I got to work my way in. Now, um, I have many Catholic brothers and sisters, and many of them know Christ. And they've made Christ the Lord of their lives. But I just heard a brother the other day, a Catholic brother, say he remembered growing up in second or third grade, he'd, he, his parents took him to the Catholic church where they lined him up, paid $50, and you had to come up with three sins to confess before you got in the booth. And then you go out and try and do better. Now, I've never been Catholic, so I am open to correction on this. Uh, you, I am open to correction. But the, this word, hear me, hear this preacher today. What happens if there is a sin we haven't repented for? Man, if God judged us for everything we hadn't repented for, boy, I think we'd all be lost. Yeah. But I think we also need to be very careful this morning. Let's be very careful that we don't make it a, my salvation dependent upon me. Because either Christ owns it or he doesn't. Either Christ is salvation or he's not. And everything in this from Genesis to Revelation points to one story. And that is the story of sinners being redeemed not deserving it by Christ alone through faith alone. That's it. Don't add to that. One, because it's not in here. But two, because what you will find yourself doing is working so hard to earn something you can't earn. Because what does that do? What does that do? If I'm constantly just on pent... What does it say of a Christian if we're constantly on pins and needles about whether we're saved or not? Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Right? 
oh, Christian. And look, if you, if you wrestle with that, because listen, I, I, grew up, I grew up in an environment where I'd probably go find this preacher and shake him and say, you heretic, you know what? Uh, I made the decision to follow Jesus. So if I sin, I, can, I, I control whether I go to heaven or not. How powerful is Christ if it's up to you? If your salvation is so, if your salvation is so temperamental that every moment all you do is worry about it. Now listen, I'm not saying don't be worried about sin. I'm, I, th- I think scripture tells us to put sin to death in our lives. I think we have a lot of Christians out there white knuckling, playing around with sin. But I want to tell you something. This book frees you from having to earn something that is unattainable for you. The only reason we are saved is because of Christ on the cross. That is it. And then through his Holy Spirit, he woos us unto himself. He calls you in. Leaves the 99 for the one. He goes out and he woos you and come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Not a list of to-dos and a stressful salvation. I'm gonna pray for us. And again, this pastor. I went to college. I did all those things. I've taken seminary classes, and just like the best of them. But I want to tell you something. If you have any wrestlings with something that was said today, and I tell this to the staff, I tell this to all our leaders, our elders, trustees, you got any problems with something said from this pulpit, you bring your Bible to my office, and we'll go to war over it. We'll wrestle it out together, and it wouldn't be the first time I was wrong. glad I'm in a church where you can be wrong and still be loved let's pray Father I'm so thankful today um, for your presence here for your word that speaks to our hearts that frees us from the chains of working our way to heaven. As we move on from Revelation and the end times, Lord, let our hearts constantly be directed towards you. The whole point of the book, the whole point of Revelations is just to say, oh God, come, come. All who are thirsty, come. No matter what your background is, come. No matter what sin you've committed, come. Repent of your sins and turn to me, and my grace is sufficient to cover it. We lean into that today. We lean into the security of your word. We'll give you all the praise and glory and honor for it in Jesus' name.
Everyone said, amen. Thanks for streaming this audio from Transformation Church RVA located in Richmond, Virginia. For more information, check out our website at www.transformationrva.com.